Phil Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I am Eddie Colazzo, and with me, as always, is Brick Oglesby. Hey, wrestle time! Hey, we're going to talk about wrestling for the next three and one half hours. <laughs> I have the WWE Network uploaded, and I thought we would just play some audio for just, like, maybe a 60-minute Iron Man match in the background. Okay. The recent Iron Man match between fan favorites Dolph Zygmunt and Seth Rollins. The famous uh, Republican tweeter who tried to fuck (laughs) Nikki Bella, Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) He did? Yeah. Like, I think they dated before John, and then there was this big Total Diva storyline. Because I was about to say, like, if your competition is John Cena... Yeah. Think again, bud. Uh, So, as the viewers know, we're talking about... uh, the, the Mountain Goats. Yeah. Accused of uh, Beatles Champ. Accused of Beatles Champ. 2015 like album? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's it is wrestling. also their, their 15th studio album. They're kind of a so, prolific one. So so here's... I haven't... I listened to a couple Mountain Goats songs before, but I'm okay. not like a fan like every single person I know online is. Yeah, you're not like the other wrestling like socialists online who just yeah. all, who only listen to the Mountain Goats. So from here's what I knew about the Mountain Goats. Is he don't like his dad. Yeah. They have 250 albums. Uh-huh. And they're all called either, like, Ohio or, like, Calliope Express. Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all just, like, narcissist effervescent. Or it's yeah. also just, like, the wrestling album. The wrestling album. This is the wrestling one. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to... I don't want to get too far ahead, but it was good to me. So I was going to... My first question was, did you did you like to hear it? I really like to hear it. I'm glad. And I don't think... It, like, the wrestling was kind of like a good frame frame device for it. But yeah. I think even aside from that, it's pretty good. It's a good... Like, it, it does kind of surprise me when non-wrestling fans like to hear this one. Just mm-hmm. because I like the wrestling framework so much. But there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Really I mean, because, like, even if you don't know wrestling, like, if he's talking about a certain character, like, it's obvious who that is based on the rest of the song. Uh-huh. And other than that, it's like, wow, I know what pop means. Yeah. <laughs> like. You can clear uh, the goddamn floor. Yeah. So, I, I before we get into this, I because I remembered this recently and I was very happy to think about it and talk about it. What was your earliest, because a lot of this album is, like, watching wrestling as a kid. Yes. So what is your earliest wrestling memory? <laughs> okay. Uh, so my earliest wrestling memory is I was four years old. It was 1997. And um, and it was like, you know, the Attitude Era was starting, like the height of wrestling in the late 90s. So like, and I had I have two brothers who were nine years older than me who were in like high school. So they were like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, they like it. So I like this too now. And um, so my favorite wrestler, my first ever favorite wrestler was uh, X-Pac. Oh yeah, who uh, is the? He's famous for sort of motioning towards his crotch and saying "suck it," and he does this move called the Bronco Buster, where he puts people in the corner and then he kind of jams his like taint under uh-huh. their chest. And uh, I, I would also like to introduce the concept of X Pac Heat. Yeah, so, so X Pac <laughs> Heat is so Heat is like when you get an audience to respond to you, like a boo usually is like, oh, you have Heat if like people hate you. Um, and then there's X Pac Heat. Which is a special kind of heat invented for this guy, X-Pac, which is the bad kind of heat where the audience isn't paying to watch you get beat up. They 
they don't like to watch you be a bad guy. They want you to leave and like. Yeah, get they're fired. not booing because you're a bad guy who's beating up the good guy. They're booing you because they don't like you and they want you to leave. Yeah, like all my tweets about Roman Reigns is because I think that Roman Reigns has Xbox heat. Yeah. So, anyways, I went to my grandma's computer room. Because we used to have computer rooms back in the That's 90s. That's what you had in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, I, took a, I, I had two fistfuls of Dunkaroos and Pogs, and I went <laughs> to my grandma's computer room. Uh-huh. And um, I found out what a printer was, and I just went to the WWE website, and I just printed out a bunch of full-color photos of X-Pac. <laughs> of X-Pac. <laughs> and I got in so much trouble, because printer ink is expensive, and it cost my grandma like $40. That's so good. So that's my earliest memory, is um, printing out I, full glossy I, JPEGs of X-Pac. I'm happy that both of ours involved getting in trouble. Uh, uh-huh. because mine, the first one, because I, I wasn't really into wrestling, like, I watched it sometimes, and I had, like, a SmackDown game for PlayStation 1 or something. Right. But, like, there was one time I was staying at my dad's house, and my stepsisters, who are also, like, older than me and probably in high school, so mm-hmm. similar hat, uh, they were, like, really into it, and one of them liked uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson the most, okay. and That's the other favorite. one liked uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. the most. So they had kind of a rivalry going, and I was like, well, you two guys, because you like them, I need to be different, so I'm going to like... I like the, the ugly... good father. I'm going to like the ugly fuck named Mankind. Oh, okay. And then what... I don't know why I was at his house, because I must have been You were at Mankind's over. house. Oh, yeah, Mankind's... At my dad's house, because I would visit... I would go to his house a few days a week, but I mm-hmm. only slept there on the weekends. But this happened on Raw, and it was when Mankind won the title. Oh, where and Stone the Monday Cold Night came. War was... It was Monday Night war. war, and Stone Cold came and hit the rock in the head with the chair. Uh-huh. And first of all, we weren't supposed to be watching wrestling because the parents didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we also weren't supposed to be just screaming at the top of our lungs when that happened. Sometimes it's like that, though. I distinctly remember all of us just screaming and me hitting a bed with a tennis racket over and over. <laughs> Until my dad came in and was like, what the fuck is going on here? You need to stop right now. And then Why you, you, you looked directly at your dad and you said, Michael Foley is the everyman's hero. He doesn't have the Rock's physique or Stone Cold's <laughs> trash-talking ability. But he... I, said, I said, Papa, it's mankind's dream. Papa, Please. he has three personalities and he wears sweatpants to the ring. It's good. <laughs> Please, this is my best friend. Please. And then I didn't watch wrestling again until I was like 23 years old. Yeah, that was, was it, it wasn't the pipe bomb that got you back into it. Like, what it, was... So, what got me is one day I was watching a giant bomb stream, mm-hmm. and they were talking about VGCW, which is Video Game okay. Championship Wrestling, which used That's to be... the organization where it's like, oh, do you want to watch Yoshi fight Elon Musk? And then they were exactly. like, yeah. And it was actually, re- like, so I was like, that sounds goofy, I'm going to watch it. And it was so good, and Scorpion versus Dracula Iron Man match is one of the best wrestling matches of all time. <laughs> and Don't you were happen. banging your tennis racket against I was banging the my tennis racket. But, so I watched that for a couple weeks, and then... One week they were like, hey, uh, the next WWE pay-per-view is uh, Money in the Bank. So we're going to have, like, a chat in VGCW chat. So I had to, like, find an illegal stream yeah. and watch it and went in that chat. And that was the uh, Money in the Bank that... There was Cookie, Cookie Monster Punk and Jonathan yeah. Cena? No, it was uh, when... I think it was when Daniel Bryan beat John Cena. Oh, so 2013. I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but well, it was like before well, Money in Daniel the Bank Bryan... 2013, actually, uh, that was when Rob Van Dam came back. No, and Daniel didn't Bryan he win at SummerSlam? Yeah, the next month he won, he beat John Cena at SummerSlam. Okay, because I think I started watching the week after, uh, what's his, the, the World's Strongest Man. Yeah, Money in the, the Bank was where Mark Henry should have beaten John Cena for the title, and then he didn't. 
That was when that was when I started watching. Okay. And then I just distinctly remember like seven guys hanging off of ladders that were all flying at, at all directions, and I was like, "This is good to me." Yeah. And then two years later, I didn't watch WWE anymore, and I only watch Japanese wrestling now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that's the way to go. Uh-huh. I met Mark Henry at WrestleMania Access this year, and like I went up to him and I shook his hand and I was like, "Uh, I really I think uh, Mark that you should have won," and he said, "Great," and then he signed it, and then I, I touched his big hand and then I left and. Then I went and met DDP, and I tried to forget about how awkward it was. And you tried to get some of Mark Henry's power, and it didn't work. Yeah, and and then he, and then he was like, he, he you know he was in the Hall of Fame. So then he looked down at me crying, and he said, "You can, you too can be a hero." And he then said, he transferred his world's strongest power to me. He said, "You too can have a lot of gas left in the tank." And then... <laughs> if I charge fair, you keep your bills paid. He says. Yeah, he says. Uh, so you want to talk about this album? Yeah, there's a lot that I just to sort of get into. So not not the crisp eight songs of the Springsteen. No, we got 13. It's, it's a big one. It's a big one. Not too long, but a lot of songs. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's start it. Mm-hmm. So the opening South track, Westman ter- Southwestern South- Territory. <laughs> yeah, Southwestern Territory. Mm-hmm. And this one is it's kind of a slow one. It's kind of a somber. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And that's something that I just really like about this album. I really like that it takes it takes wrestling, like it both celebrates the like the, the glory and the winning and that part of it, but mm. also just sort of the melancholy about it and how mm. like twenty three hours and forty five minutes of every day a wrestler is just like traveling alone in mm. a shitty car or a shitty plane yeah, and just eating at like, Waffle House two days two like two times a day. Uh this is like territory wrestling yes so it's this not is like before it is vince now. mcmahon ruined everything yeah <laughs> by making wrestling uh like a national conglomerate in the mm-hmm. in the 80s mm-hmm. this is back where you could this is back where john darneal talks about how it was like it was like working class entertainment way more than it is now because now mm-hmm. just like communists on twitter watch it but yeah. like but it used to be like oh you could take five dollars and your whole family could go down to the rec center and watch some large meat men that you've never seen before punch each other and then that would be you it. You could watch you could watch Big Muscle Johnson destroy everyone and then a week later mm-hmm. he wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah, Big Muscle Johnson would would defeat Native American stereotype and then both of them <laughs> yeah. would be gone next week. Yeah, they'd be in they'd be in Tennessee then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this song, it's a good like first song it's not like a a banger yeah but it really like sets the tone good for the rest of the album i think mm-hmm. um what else <laughs> it's really good i like the chorus because <laughs> turnbuckle high yeah because it's because again it's like it's the it's the like you're climbing the turnbuckle high you win a two out of three falls match and then, like, it's over. And then you just have to go, like, sit in the parking lot and, like, sit in the locker room by yourself. And, yeah. and it's, like, he's, like, the, the narrator is, like, trying, like, his memory is going away. Like, his body's all fucked up and he's getting mm-hmm. older and, like, he can't remember anything about his he son. does nearly drive Danny's nose back into his brain. And the cheap seats do go insane when that does happen. <laughs> that does happen, yeah. Uh, but it's a mood. I like it a lot. It's, it's a mood, yeah. It's nice. It's it's a good start to the album. Yeah. I imagine you have some things to say about the next track. It's the one I know from it. Yeah, it's the legend of of Chavo Guerrero. And it's a banger. Yeah, it's the first single that was released from this. 
and it's good, and it's about John Darnielle's favorite wrestler when he was growing up, his hero Chavo Guerrero. Senior. My favorite, like I like, I love that he even references it. Like, yeah, my favorite is Chavo Guerrero. Like, not the other good guys. Uh huh. Like, it's Chavo. He's the one I like the the most. Not Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, just young Eddie G. But no. Yeah, it's Chavo no, to me. He sings. Chavo meant the most to me. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much just like. It's a musical version of his Wikipedia page, and also, like, why Chavo is cooler than John Darnielle's stepdad is pretty oh, much... Oh, of course. Stepdad's like, hey, that guy sucks. Yeah, he would literally do that. <laughs> yeah, you called him names to try to get beneath my skin. Now your ashes are scattered yeah. to the now wind. Now you're fucking dead. You're dead, dude. Fuck you, Chavo killed you for real. Yeah, he did a moonsault and killed you. <laughs> did you fucking, uh, did you, I didn't assign this at fun point to you, but did you happen to watch the video ever? The music video for this? Isn't he in it? Yeah. He fucking, <laughs> like, they got Chavo Guerrero Sr., Chavo Classic, to actually, uh -huh. like, appear in the music video, and, like, uh -huh. John Darnielle's, like, singing that shit, like, the, the, your ashes are scattered on the wind, like, while Chavo is ne next to him, like, making, like, face. Yeah. And it's really it's like, good. I, I'll get to watch it again after this. I saw it a while ago, but yeah. it's not Which, fresh in my mind. I also really like this song because I only personally know Chavo Classic as, like, this detestable heel. Like, this awful, mm -hmm. like, bad guy. Because he came back in the mid-2000s when wrestling was bad, unlike now uh -huh. where it's still bad. Mm -hmm. And he would, like, help Chavo Guerrero Jr., his son, cheat. And, like, mm -hmm. he would always, like, have a cast on, and it was, like, you know, the classic wrestling cliche of the loaded cast that you hit somebody with it and they die. Mm -hmm. And, like, he would go hit, like, John Morrison in the back of the head, and I would say, I hate you, Chavo Guerrero Sr. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero Sr., you piece of shit. It is not real sweet to grow old in your case. I'll, I'll appreciate you in ten years. Yeah. But for now. Yeah, once my favorite songwriter <laughs> writes a song about you, then I'll like it. And I'll, I'll, I'll also like Red Shoes Dugan, the ref. Red Shoes, Red Shoes Dugan. Who holding probably, his arm ins who probably yeah. inspired Red Shoes in New Japan, I imagine. Red Shoes Uno. I, I, or at least the name. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he was, if Red Shoes Uno was like, I'm going to be Red Shoes too. <laughs> but I, I guess that's where that came from. This is telling me a lot about old wrestling that I don't know. Yeah. I know that yeah. Chavo Guerrero comes off the top rope. Mm -hmm. that, and that's it. Yeah. That, oh, and it was in Spanish. He was the tag team champion with Alma Drill. That's important uh -huh. to know. Everyone knows Alma Drill. I also gotta... like that, like, yeah, he's watching the telecast in Spanish and, like, he doesn't even really understand what's going on, which is a mood. Because, mm -hmm. like, when I'm, like, when I'm doing Duolingo and then I go watch CMLL, I'm like, I bet I'll understand this. And I won't. And then I don't <laughs> understand it. Uh, that's, it's like me watching New Japan and I put, I'm like, yes, I will watch the Japanese, uh, broadcast and then i don't know what the guy's saying until he says like abunai or something which is like dangerous uh -huh. <laughs> and then he says destino and i'm like oh that's the move i know yeah then, i like it and then matt striker shows up and he says you won't get this one in stamford connecticut it's because it's the, it's the bad one it's the bad wrestling company of wwe wwe that we all know and hate i just uh, think that john darniel would like eddie guerrero though you know yeah he has that, because he has the charisma. I don't know much about this Chavo, how charismatic he was, but he, he it does, it does kind of seem like he did the thing of me that I was like, I'm going to like mankind to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's like, he was like, like the Guerrero family very much did like invent the moonsault, 
So uh-huh. they, they, the first people to ever do a backflip was Mondo Guerrero. Mm. And like, so I, I, I feel like if I were a child back then and I saw somebody do a backflip off the top rope, which now is very passe and like Braun Strowman does that shit basically. Mm-hmm. But like, I would be like, oh, that's my, that's my new dad. I love that guy forever. Cause he just did a backflip five feet off the ground. It's a favorite wrestler. Chavo Guerrero is the favorite wrestlers of John Darnell and Kota Ibushi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, John Darnell would love Kota Ibushi. If he knew who he was. Yeah. He would have to rewrite the song, and it would be like, Chavo meant the most to me until I met Kota Ibushi and, like, saw him, like, land directly on his neck after falling 20 stories off of a skyscraper. I think it was... Who's it? And then kiss his boyfriend, Kenny Omega. MVP or something? That guy, the wrestler? Yeah, Montel Vontavious Porter. Yeah, he was in New Japan for a little bit, and I'll never forget, he tweeted once that one time he was walking down the street with Kota Ibushi, and Kota Ibushi said, like, hold on a minute, and just ran up the wall in the street and did a backflip, and then He was the walking. guy from the fucking backflip vine? Yeah! Like, but that backflip, though... That back, that was Kota Ibushi in real life, and MVP <laughs> was there. So, that's... That's my Kota Ibushi story. <laughs> Remember when MVP uh, had a Malcolm X tattoo and Vince McMahon made him cover it up with a Power Rangers jumpsuit for his entire career? I did not know that. Yeah, dude. Remember Crime Time? Yeah. So there was a tag team in WWE, and um, it was it was two black gentlemen, and their tag team name that they gave was Crime Time, and their they would start out and they would say, uh, pop your rollies and it's crime time, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and they would come out and steal shit. We all steal in Brooklyn. And that was literally, I think, the actual same year that Vince McMahon said the N-word on TV. Ooh. So kind of, maybe you should check out, like, also, a Japanese wearing, wrestling. Was, was he wearing a do-rag when he said that? I don't know if the do-rag scene was the same one. Okay. Because he said it to John Cena, who was doing, like, his white rapper thing at the time, and then Booker T... Booker his... T famously said it once. Well, yeah. But, he's, but he di- can do that. The he's difference is that he can, and also he didn't mean to. It just yeah. kind of slipped out. Yeah. He was very emotional. Yeah, he, he was, was the heated wrestling He was talking moment. to Hulk Hogan, who also said He it. was. He was. <laughs> We've come full circle. Yeah. We, Hulk Booker said it's T my did turn now. wrong, and Hulk Hogan did everything wrong. Yes. Uh, sorry to... Um, to put this on a bad uh, note, but I was looking at the the cover al- album cover of the Mountain Goats beat the champ. Yeah, and the the guy doing the drop kick. Yeah, um, he looks kind of like a famous Orange president. Well, that's <laughs> so you're you're kind of thinking this is maybe a Ben Garrison Donald Trump picture. I thought about it in that state. manner after. Well, it can't be because nothing is labeled. So. That's true. Yeah. Just just a stray thought I had while looking at this image right now. Well, I wish so you had something to something to consider to make you like it less. Yeah, I I I literally the poster is right in front of me on my wall, and I hmm, probably gonna take that one down. Uh, next song is for an object. <laughs> I do. Before we get to for an object, just one quick thing. In the music video, there's also a part where John Darnielle stops the song in the middle of it, and he you see him sitting down in a ring wearing CM Punk cosplay, and he says, "Do I have everybody's attention now?" And then the song goes back on, and it's really That's fucking good. good. And you should watch the music video. You can just do whatever you want in your music video. When it's your fifteenth album, you could just cosplay your favorite wrestler and interrupt your song and say their catchphrase, and then just go back, right back into it. 
It would be really good if they stopped halfway through and just started playing Cult of Personality. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the rest of the video. John, please do this at the concert that I'm going to see you at next month. Please. <laughs> John Darnell, please play Cult of Personality. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Foreign Object. It's good. It's about a foreign object and hitting somebody with it. I just like the progressive, I will personally stab you in the eye. With the foreign object, like, yeah. like, at, like at first it's you know, like, um, I, I might get you with this foreign object. You better watch out. And then by the third no, no, chorus, it's, it's like I'm personally gonna fucking put it in your eye. I will take this foreign object and place it directly into your oculars. Yeah, <laughs> this is I'm gonna give you bad LASIK with this this, this. astrolabe. Yeah, um, that is kind of a recurring thing with like a lot of the bops, especially on this album. Mm-hmm. It's like. Somebody getting more and more mad during a match and then making mm-hmm. wrestling real. It's kind of like... It's like someone getting... He, he's getting more and more mad. So he at, so he does say, sink my teeth into your scalp, take a nice big bite. Yeah. Uh, but the song ends on a... Bah, da, 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 it's like, so good! It's great. It's like, it's, it's like a twisted Joker thing, because like it's getting darker it and darker, but it gets more and more fun, you know? It does. Any song... Like, a song, if it has a, like, a bop, bop, ba da like I'm in. Yeah. Like you got me. That's all it takes for me to like your song. And it's so like one of these days my legs will both snap like twigs. So if you can't beat him, make him bleed, like, bleed pigs. like pigs. It's like fuck. I'm gonna die someday. I better go make this guy bleed for real. Yeah, forever. Bust a, bust him open hard way. You know. And just if any of my friends from middle school are listening, uh, just it, again, I do want to say that the blood in wrestling is real. Um, wrestling is real, of course. Yeah, there's a blade that they hide in their wrist tape, and actually it is not ketchup, and it's not blood packets. It is actually... Why, they... <laughs> Why did you just become Hillary Clinton? Because that's how, <laughs> that's how I feel when I'm explaining the real parts of wrestling. Actually, I'm chilling look... here in a steel cage. If you look at Dusty Rhodes' forehead, you will see <laughs> that... Abdullah the Butcher could hold a quarter in the divot in his head that he would use to blade with... So it's, yeah, whenever, whenever you get a chance, just everyone Google wrestler foreheads and uh, <laughs> and have a real good time cr- creating those. Like uh, every wrestler has like the cool S from school in their forehead. <laughs> they it's all they all look like the fucking the na- like the logos of heavy metal bands. Yeah, and you have to like squint <laughs> and look at it at a certain distance to read it. Uh huh. It's not great. It's not yeah. very good. Mm. But this song is. This song is good. I like it. Yeah, it's very, it's jazzy. It's fun. It's the, it's the Tenth Avenue freeze out of this album. You could say, yeah, we got horns on here, right? Yeah, a little good horn. Some bop bas, you know, all horns the and a bop Yeah. All right, is that it for this one? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I like it. Next song is Animal Mask. Yeah, dude. Which fuck uh, yeah, dude. So a lot of our viewers seem to like this one. Uh. I've seen it in the... I think Apollo's snoring behind me. Well. Yep, he is. I don't know if we're going to pick that up. We definitely picked it up on the recording of Carry Me Home. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was... I was also snoring when I watched Fun with Dick and Jane. No spoilers, but... That will be going up uh, Tuesday, on the last day of the month. I can't wait. Uh, So, everyone likes this one because it's like our friends, uh, uh... Joseph Joestar and, and yeah, Caesar so Zeppeli. the anime characters who invented falling in love, Joseph uh-huh. Joestar and Caesar Zeppeli. This song was mm-hmm. John Darnielle. He said this song's about them. Well, to me, it's it, it is about. Joseph there's Joestar. there's like some there's some misattributed quotes where he talks about how it's like labor in the delivery room and it's like yeah you know. yeah there there's qu- qu- ref like 
specific quotes of him speaking to interviewers saying how the song is literally about the birth of his son, but that's a yeah. author, so... And yeah, uh, there, yeah, there's like there's people who like it's like you know Oscar Wilde quotes how there's so many misattributed quotes. There's stuff how, how it's about like oh well like the team it starts with like me and my wife in the delivery room and then it be, and then it you know it becomes the father son relationship that like mm-hmm. you know in the dawning hours of our team is like I'm you know we're going to support each other as father and son and it's like a healthy mm-hmm. you know father son relationship which is really important in albums like this mm-hmm. and it's also about Joseph Joestar and Caesar Zeppeli and Caesar's fight with Wamu specifically. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, uh-huh. it's, you know, hold on, I cried, I'll be right there. You know, yeah. they won't see you unless they want you to. And then there's the battle cry rising from your tongue, which Caesar famously does. Um, to me, that the hands wrapped in adhesive tape is is just a different way to, of, Caesar, of Caesar's bandana. It's That's a headband, this adhesive tape, is if you think about it. Yeah. And, you know, this Caesar's, Caesar's Eppley's famous frog mask and yellow cape that he loved to wear. I just really enjoy someone like... Not in Chikara doing a frog gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> like, genuinely, I'm the frog man of New yeah, Mexico. Yeah, just like fucking Natalia shows up and she's like, what's up? I'm froppy now. I'm froppy. That, okay, that would be good. Yeah, caro caro. She's the rainy, she's the rainy day hero froppy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah, okay. this song is uh, really good and uh, beautiful to me and I like it a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Because regardless of how, you know, whether you think this is about an anime battle and a tragic romance in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, or if you think it's about, like, labor in the delivery room, and it's like the the steel cage is actually, like, all the doctors and nurses, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the memory of my first son being born will stay sweet forever. Like, that's that's all. Yeah, they both, won't both. see you, not until you want them to. Yeah. That's because no one will... Well, you know what happened. It's happen because you know it could be because you don't want to share your son with the rest of the world, or it could be because you're in a bubble and in, uh-huh. in the battle, and you have a thin layer of like a bubble suds Soap all over your skin, which you're refracts against the light, and then you don't see them until uh, the divine sandstorm, and then you blow out your husband's back in heaven. Yeah, it's fine, so, and you can yeah. see him doing that in the Great Days intro. It's great. Um. Is that it for this one, or you got any... That's pretty... It's about both. And it's... it's yeah. Sure. Why not? It's really good. Uh, next one is Choked Out. I like this one. This one is a rare... It's, um... Not a lot of Mountain Goats songs make it onto the old workout playlist, but this is the uh-huh. one. Oh, there's there's one later that I'm gonna be bumping oh, regularly yeah. to get hyped up. Yeah. Uh... I will Apollo. reveal you. You're very distracting right now. Is he is he sleeping? Can you hear that? I don't think so. I was I was just it's, thinking about choked just, out. It's just a low. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, we had to take Apollo to the vet last week because he's making strange noises. Yeah, and they they checked him out and they looked at everything and they're like, yeah, nothing's wrong with him. He's just being an asshole. He just kind of he just seems to do this now. Uh, so you'll get to hear that when. Oh, are you up? Was I talking too loud? If someone was snoring too loud. <laughs> so you'll get to witness that yeah next week. god i love that big cat i can't wait to see him again <laughs> uh yeah, this was good so this it, song it, is called choked out and it's a song about sort of getting choked out and also choking out and getting choked out for real like not not in kayfabe it's it's another one of like wrestling is real now yeah and it's like I I could read 
I when I listened to this song, I I could never really tell if the narrator was being choked out or doing the choked out because a lot mm-hmm. of it sort of like because it's like oh I you think it's the person who's getting choked out, but then he's like. Hey, there's a there's a payout purse for like the person who wins the match, but then everybody's gonna eat tonight. Everybody's got their limits. Nobody's found Nobody mine. Found mine. So I'm, so, I'm just like so that I'm could be him, like Samoa Joe and Brock, Le- like Samoa Joe, like choking out Brock Lesnar, and like both of them, all of the colors of the rainbow will be flooding their face. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think it, I think it's the guy doing the choking, right? It, it, but you could also read it as the guy getting choked out, yeah. I think. There's the, some of the geniuses on the website Genius think that it's the person getting choked out and just being like, oh, everybody else, like, the thing about most pro wrestlers is they only like to pretend to get choked out, but I want to actually, like, asphyxiate myself and die in the middle of the ring. Uh, this, this song is from the point of view of Minoru Suzuki. I was gonna say, it's, it reminds me of a Minoru Suzuki, kind of. So if anyone follows me on Twitter and you've seen me posting pictures of a guy with a crazy haircut and he just says things like, wrestling's fun, but I just like to beat people up. Like, yeah. that's Minoru Suzuki. There's like there's working stiff, which is like, punch me kind of for real and like hard instead of like working your punches. But mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki would like have, would like, would want to get shoot style fucking choked out. Yeah. Like hit me with that is... stiff actual like rear naked choke. Uh-huh. It's, it's real to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a fucking bot. I, I just like like clicking a random genius is going to be a recurring character on this podcast. Yeah, because I just clicked the line. I can see the future. It's a real dark place. You know that line kind of makes sense on its own. But one contributor decided to add on to this. Okay, uh, this is I a am play a little confused. I mean, what I don't know what that could mean. Uh, say this is a play on words. He sees the future as bleak and hopeless, and he is also about to black out. So it's like it's dark, but also he's about to black out, which which is which dark. will be literal dark because he'll be no oxygen will reach his brain, right? So it's kind of a a play on words there of using words to make a meaning of something. Mm. And then yeah. when he says "fire up the grill, everybody eats tonight," he's not necessarily talking about cooking in the middle of the ring. He's he's no he's he's not he's he's he means uh the so here's some wrestling slang for you. The crowd is known as the grill. Okay. <laughs> So fire up the grill. You fire means, up like, the crowd. Him, you get them pumped up. Yeah. And eat is wrestling term for wrestle. So it says everybody wrestle. wrestles and, tonight. And as you know, a pop is a wrestling term for when the crowd for makes a, a big reaction. And a, who cooks on the grill? A dad. Thank a dad. You. Thank Kiss you for cook. coming to my TED Talk. Kiss the cook. On the Cheer for the wrestler. It's the same Kiss thing. Kiss the cook. See? It all, it's, it's, you just have to really look. This is why I've been going to college for 25 years to be an English teacher. Yeah, this is what Herman Melville was writing about. When Her- Herman Melville wrote Moby Dick, he was thinking about popping the crowd. He was thinking big. about the big show. He was thinking about the big show and his terrible fucking punch. And his real name is Paul White, so he's kind of like a white whale if you think about it. Well, see, I thought you were going to go for a white walker there. Oh, like a Game like of a Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about my, that shit ever again. My well, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing that's been happening is like because we have so many fucking avenues to get into our terrible content. Yeah, that when that when I see someone say like, "Hey, what's P got?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, my sweet summer child." <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't think about it anymore. Yeah, it's not. Well, that's good. choked Unlike out. I guess song. that's choked out. 
Yeah. So I think this is the the last song on 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 side one is is coming up. Yeah. Uh huh. He'll turn two. He'll turn two. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for he'll turn one, you won't be able to find it. Okay, I was wondering that. I didn't yeah. think if on their fucking 1993 album there was a song called no on like Zol Pilot Machine they didn't know. Okay. Uh, he doesn't want to die in here in this one. Yeah. So this song is about Samuel Zane, the wrestler Sammy Zane of El Generico. Okay. Okay. Because it's about it's about a wrestler who keeps getting his ass kicked. And and this is like maybe it's relatable because it's also about real life and it's like well you're beat down and bedraggled you know, mm-hmm. but also wrestling. So it's like mm-hmm. you get you get stomped down like a snake. You lie down on the dirt, but you are clinging to your convictions nonetheless. So even though like, you know, you might be more successful if you turn to the dark side and you start to stab people in the eyes with foreign objects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's better to be a low card wrestler and to have, still have your convictions and still you know uh, be the symbol of peace so to speak than to turn heel. Then to turn heel. I like how this album is kind of, like, really, like, riding the line of kayfabe. Yeah! You know? For for those who don't know about wrestling, kayfabe is when you pretend it's real. Yeah, and if you so, if you want to so know like, more about kayfabe, you can read my master's thesis, which has kayfabe so, in the title. So, so. If, as this, as he'll turn to for an example, it's either, like, he doesn't want to... Maybe being a heel, a bad guy, would make him a more popular wrestler, but he doesn't want to do that either for real-life personal reasons mm-hmm. or for, like, storyline reasons. Yeah. We like, maybe know. he doesn't because want to let he the child does, and the crowd down. He does make the president of the fan club cry. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have... Has... We've talked, you know, we've talked about the Iron Giant and Metal Gear Solid and all of the things that make everybody cry, the movie Click. Mm-hmm. So, has has the sport performance of wrestling ever brought you to tears? I don't think so. Wow. I know you cried at Daniel Bryan. I cried at Daniel Bryan. I cried when Ric Flair retired. Uh-huh. Um, when he, when Shawn Michaels but said the you, words. you have a lot more consistent wrestle-watching history than me. Yeah. But, like, uh, fucking... I, I, I cried if, when, if... when Okada cried when he left Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> because I stayed up all night to watch him lose. Did you... Did you... Did you cry when uh, Shibata walked down to the ring and sat down? Okay, yeah, I teared up a little bit okay. when 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 Shibata came back to the ring and said, "I am alive." I did cry a little bit. There was a man named Katsuyori Shibata, and he looks like Mac from Always Sunny. And, he does, and he 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 hit a man in real life with his head so many times that his brain exploded, and, and he couldn't people, see anymore. Yeah, people thought that he was gonna like die backstage immediately. And then, like several months later, he came back and he said he sat down in the ring and said, "I'm alive." That's all. And then, yeah. Everybody cheers. And it's it's fucked. It's like so. It's very beat the champ because his yeah. last match that caused that injury with the famous shot of him fucking bleeding from his head and him staring so into the cool, camera. So bad to like, see. It's like his iconic moment, and it's probably the last match he'll ever. Yeah, wrestle it's like, he'll it, probably it's his, die. It's his downfall, but also like the shining moment of like. Yeah. And that's cool because like you tell you he, he sort of blends all. Of, he blend John Darnell blends them together. Good. Hey, Shibata is the uh, head trainer at the american new japan dojo now so nice yeah so he's okay he's better so in nxt our evolution sammy Zayn versus <laughs> neville is sort of the match that this makes me think of i don't know uh-huh. about you i don't mm. know if you were thinking about that match sammy Zayn versus oh, yeah. neville nxt championship I, you know what was really good is sammy Zayn versus cesaro 
Now, we haven't really dove into fighting spirit yet. Uh, oh, yeah. So we're, we're talking like a kick out at one style. Right. So conventionally spirit. in a wrestling match, you know, you'll hit a big move and then the person will kick out at two because, you know, either they're so out of it or they just need that two seconds of a breather and then they kick out before three and then the match continues. But mm-hmm. sometimes when you have fighting spirit, um, you can you can hit your opponent can hit you with a super move, and then like everybody in the crowd puts their hands up and they give you their energy, and it's a spirit bomb, it's people's elbow, and then you kick out at one, and then immediately stand up and then collapse again, mm-hmm. just because you have so much so much spirit rage. It's so good, and it's the best thing in the world to see. And Sami Zayn does it, and it's good. It's great. I love it. Uh. Is this the song? So, let me see. Yeah, this song's pretty long. Yeah, it's kind of got a Layla at the end of it. Yeah, I gotta say I didn't care for that that much. Yeah. But mainly because I was like, okay, if there's like, I'm usually, I usually hate when people do this, but I was like, I'm, for my first time listening at least, like, I want the content. Yeah. Like, I just want to hear the whole thing through and then I'll listen again and like form bigger opinions. It's just, it's it hard. Just like, it's hard to go from the singer like like John's voice cracking when he says, "You found my breaking point. Congratulations!" Like mm-hmm. that fucking is like ooh ooh ow oof. That's gonna hurt in the morning. Ow, my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like it kind of goes into a piano at the end, and like it's good, and like it's, it's fine, fine as the midpoint. I just it's mm-hmm. not it's not my jam. Yeah, still a good song. It's still a good song, and it's about Sami Zayn, and it's about. How you try the losing side when you just you, you find your break you find your breaking point and then you mm-hmm. align with Kevin Owens your former best friend and also best enemy and yeah. then um, then people start throwing trash at you which is one of it's, my favorite wrestling traditions. It's so fucked up how WWE right now. Who do they have? They have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, like Samoa Joe, and uh-huh. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's absolutely the best roster they've ever... Da- fucking Daniel Bryan is back. Daniel Bryan's back and he's with Kate again! Yeah, he's doing the funny Team Hell No with the Libertarian D- Mayor of Tennessee. Know, meanwhile, do you know um, Okada's current gimmick? He's kind of he's kind of having a normal one from what I saw. So, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I mainly watch, uh-huh. cha- Kaz- Kazuchika Okada was the champion for over 700 days. He's and he a big ace, big number one for- John Cena man. Yeah, and then Kenny Omega beat him, and now Kenny Omega's a champion, and ever since then, Okada has been, like, lost and doesn't know what to do, so he's kind of doing, like, a midlife crisis gimmick, Yeah, where he comes to the ring and his hair is red, and he just has, like, balloons that he throws to everyone, <laughs> and he just kind of isn't good at wrestling, which to <laughs> me I would context, normally hate. He, he is known as the Rainmaker, and, like, he used to come out and, like, money would fall from the rafters, and everybody was like, fuck, this guy's an asshole, but also I love him and he's the best in the world. So, some more stuff why wrestling is good. In the first match that Okada had when he came back from his excursion at fucking TNA, TNA. or whatever, where he was Okato, uh-huh. um, he wrestled a guy named Yoshihashi. Right. And it was before, it was, so it was at Wrestle Kingdom, and he finished Yoshihashi with the Rainmaker, but it was different then. It was like a shitty, like he would kind of pull them in and then do a clothesline, and it was kind of like a sit out clothesline. Okay. And it sounds as bad as you can imagine it. <laughs> and then and then he challenged Tanahashi who was the like the ace and everyone fucking lost their minds cuz nice. they're like this shitty guy but then it's a whole story anyway at Wrestle Kingdom at uh G1 Climax this year he had his first match with Yoshihashi who's just like an undercard guy uh-huh. and in the broken Okada gimmick he fucking did the old bad rainmaker to him to try to beat him 
Nice. Oh, it was so. I popped so hard for a terrible move. I love. Like that's why New Japan is good. That's why it's good. (laughs) It's really. a shitty move, like, six years later. It actually... Because New Japan does the, the famous literary convention of storytelling in it. Yeah. Which WWE doesn't do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. And, like, other than that, it was a, it was a perfectly okay match. But it's just, like, just that little thing that was... Oh, mwah. Mm. Chef kiss. Chef kiss. Um, we're about halfway through this album now. Yeah. So, let's check in with... Uh, we have to come up with a name for it on this one well let's catch up with dj khaled who's buying us more servers yeah. for our music dj khaled's buying us more servers thanks to our money that we get from our patrons at yeah. uh, patreon.com is it patreon.com slash post game of thrones yeah yes it is okay thank you uh so there you can donate to us for all the stuff we say into microphones at five dollars a month on this podcast you'll get to suggest an album that we'll talk about every third week uh plus you'll get a shout out in episodes and for ten dollars, you'll get all that plus special user status in Discord. Mm-hmm. And this week's special user, is, oh, and you at five dollars and up, you can send in a message that we'll read. Yeah. People don't take advantage of that enough. I feel like you got it. You can say whatever. You gotta five dollars. I'll do anything for five dollars. That's true. Uh, our newest five dollar patron, send in that album when you get a chance, is Tufster McGee. Thank you, Tufster. Thank you, Tufster. Apollo, <laughs> stop it. Okay, his little legs are, are twitchy. He's funny. And oh, he's having so a kitty dream? He's having a kitty dream, and he's snoring very loud again. <laughs> uh, so I thank you, Tufster. Thank you, Tuff- thank you, Apollo. Thank you, Apollo. Please stop. Please, God. But do your best. Okay. Uh, so next. up next, we've got Fire Editorial. Which is a good title to me. Yeah. But uh, kind of like, in the grand scheme of things, a forgettable song it's not my fave on the i don't on know the if track. that's just me but it's okay so it's, it's um, kind of like it's now we have you go online and you can't help but see the dirt sheets but back in the day there were like like actual newspapers would report on pro wrestling shows mm-hmm. and like some of them knew that it was fake others didn't like the guy mm-hmm. in this the guy that is like writing about how two people got blinded in detroit and something has to be done about it I just really like the lyric, Lord of the Hidden Pocket Knife. It's a pretty cool name. Uh-huh. That's me now. That's going to be my I'm, persona. Yeah. And I, I just love the, like, I really do miss... Now wrestling is like people get mad if people, like, are watching a boring eight-hour WWE show starring Roman Reigns and they, like, smuggle in beach balls to try to have fun and, like, pass it around. Mm. But, like, back in the 70s, when you would go to your local rec center... You would have to make people check their guns so that they wouldn't just shoot the bad guy because they hated the him so guy. much. Yeah, they would. So they wouldn't shoot like the the little Mexican or whoever was the bad guy right. that night. Who? Yeah, yeah. That, that guy got a lot of play. Yeah, <laughs> real heat, real yeah. heat for that guy. Fucking like. Also, I do like that this song references probably one of my favorite heel moves, mm-hmm. which is flash paper. Which is where you fucking, when you're a bad guy wrestler, you have, like, you have this highly flammable type of, like, stage paper that mm-hmm. you can just, like, take out of your, your tights and throw it at somebody, and it looks like you're throwing a fucking fireball at them, and it blinds them. Regular like, stuff. And, like, it doesn't actually blind them, but, like, it's, in kayfabe, they're fucking blind now. I'm, I'm pretty sure we get, like, a red mist on this album somewhere. I think so. It's not in this song. A red or a green mist, I'm yeah. a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's you know it's it's about it's about the media, mm-hmm. and it's it's media. It's about it's media. We live in a society. Yeah, it's etc. Yeah, is that it for this one? Yeah. All right. Next one. <laughs> Great title. Stamped to death outside San Juan. Yeah. This is this is foreign object two, and it's what if getting stabbed with a foreign object was bad? Uh, this is actually a thing I knew about. Yeah. Like the lore. Of Bruiser Brody getting stabbed in in uh, Puerto Rico. Right. So one of the inspirations yeah. of uh, childhood Colazo favorite Mick Foley Mankind was Bruiser, Bruiser Brody. Brody. Yeah. Who I I see after doing some research, he was kind of a dickhead. Yeah, I kind of I was doing I was doing my research today right before we recorded, uh-huh. and like yeah, it kind of seems like he didn't get along with a lot of people, and it kind of potentially led to somebody killing him in a locker. I'm not room. saying he deserved to be fucking stabbed he in a shower. No, he didn't, but like he was kind of difficult to work with. So sometimes, sometimes he got stabbed in a locker room in Puerto Rico after a match yeah. and died. Yeah, no one said anything about it. Shower shower room full of people. No one hears a goddamn thing. Yeah, even though so. fucking Zeb Coulter was there. Zeb Coulter was there. Yeah, he was, like, one of the witnesses. He's like, I don't know, I didn't see anything. And that's, like, the fucking thing. Steph like, Coulter that's why would not be in Puerto Rico. I mean, he's... I was gonna say he's doing a gimmick, but, like, he's kind of not doing a gimmick. It's kinda, he's kind of not doing a gimmick, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's an old white man, and he does a racism, ironically, but also kind of seems like it's not very ironic, judging from his social media. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say wrestling is just taking the biggest aspects of yourselves and turning them up to 11, so... Yeah, which is why um, Randy Orton comes out to the National Anthem and <laughs> with an All Lives Matter shirt now. You know, the troops, like Randy Orton. Yeah. Who famously was dishonorably discharged. The only cool thing that he, he ever did. And then he shit in some lady's handbag. Yeah, oops. <laughs> Both bodies perfect. Yeah. So this is a story about Bruiser Brody, a hard, like a hardcore wrestler who went took a match in Puerto Rico, and then there was some this like smaller wrestler named Invader Number One, <laughs> which is ah, oh, dude. I would be so mad if I got killed by a guy named Invader Number One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be pretty funny. It would be yeah. Like I would to me, I'd it. be like, okay, at least you got me. Yeah, you but get like, this one. I would rather like, oh fuck, I've been killed by Andre the Giant. Like that's better True. than like. Yeah, I mean, for glory, I would much rather be killed by Andre the Giant. But if it, for fucking pure comedy potential, Invader Number One is a pretty funny guy yeah. to get killed. by. And also, like, if John Darnielle was going to write a song about somebody, it was going to be Invader Number One. Just like this, this yeah. like baby face that can't really get over and that kind of got buried in New York by Bruiser uh-huh. Brody, like. Being yeah. like, what if I just fucking kill him and then the then Carlos Colon and everybody like cover it up for me? It's fine. It's good. There is also the probably my favorite reference in this, like lyrically in this album, <laughs> is like so the so he gets stabbed in the shower and then like people like they're waiting for an ambulance which like in, which like conspicuously like doesn't show up for a long time and he dies the next day and like there's a big cover up and like the it seems it's. It's it's shady, like uh, they're what happened to Tower Seven, that sort of thing. So he says, like, as like you know, his body's getting cold. He's like, the sky goes dark, and there I am climbing down the Hertzsprung Russell diagram. What is that? So I had to look that up, and it is a it is a graph that shows the relationship between like a, a heaven star, like in the sky, a star's mm-hmm. like luminosity versus its temperature. So like, there's like fucking supernovas and white dwarfs and shit on there. Okay, so this is good for my wrestling album, he thought. Yeah, it's the same album that he said the word Astrolabe in. Okay, and then, so yeah, yeah. We, we but set it's, a precedent Because it's here. like he's a star, but also it's, do you get it? I get it. Thank and you, Jesus. He's, also, his body's growing cold because he's dying. I got it. I it's did pretty, pretty good song. much get it. It's a good song. 
So you want to talk about this one? I want to talk about werewolf gimmick. Seems like from your social media that you like to hear what werewolf it's, gimmick. Werewolf gimmick is so fucking good, dude. Yeah. It's, I thought about this like a week ago, but I just posted it today. It's just the gif of this El Generico no exit. <laughs> like looking yeah. back and forth. This is a, a run through a brick wall song. Yeah. This guy thinks wrestling is real. He definitely does, and he's also a werewolf. He, yeah, he's also actually a werewolf, and he thinks that wrestling is real, and he's going to kill everybody and in the arena. He's g- gonna kill everyone. I, I just, I do like the one line that's like, uh, get told to turn it, tone it down next time. Yeah, he's literally like, like, so this is, this is like a guy in a werewolf mask, and he like, he goes out and like, he eats people and like, rips their arms off with his teeth, and then backstage, like, fucking, Mark Carano is like, oh, hey, buddy, uh, maybe, I don't think the kids in the audience like that one very much. <laughs> I do like, uh, on the Genius page, there's a quote from a uh, concert, and the first line is, is, we haven't been playing this one too much for fear of passing out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drums are so good. It's really good. Turns out you can get fucking wild with an acoustic guitar and some drums. And yeah, he, he did that. He did that. He, go off, John. <laughs> This is literally, it's just, it's a guy who, like, backstage, he's like, I'm a fucking werewolf and I'm gonna do it. And then he gets mad at how the good guy in the ring, like, isn't doing a good job of getting over. So he runs out and he climbs up the turnbuckle and he goes, whatever full werewolf off the buckle means, and presumably Mm -hmm. kills him. Also, now I know what uh, some sniveling local baby face with an angle he can't sell is from. Yes. Because I remember you had that somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's like my Facebook bio or some shit. Yeah. I do like the image of going full werewolf. Yeah, like an angel straight from hell. Yeah. It's pretty good. Run howling through the carnage when the wolf bane blooms. It's so good. And it's just, and like the last verse is just like thinking about how, you know, like most people aren't at the show and most people out of the, outside of this auditorium don't know, but I'm going to sit here fantasizing about murdering every single person by the Who time exists. that the sun rises. Yeah. And it'll be good. And I like to do it. Yeah. In, like, fucking Topeka, Kansas, this guy's like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking change the world by killing, like, 500 Everyone. people here. Yeah. <laughs> I love wrestling. I love wrestling, and it's real. Yeah. And I'm also a werewolf. Yeah. This is probably my favorite song on the album. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I'm n- not, like, fully representative of it overall, but I think it's my favorite. No, that's, yeah. That's As someone fair. who, like, doesn't listen to the Mountain Goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song is called Luna. This is where we're, we're getting into kind of the sad part of the, yeah. of the Beat the Champ. Yeah. The, the, we're getting into the, the last few songs here. Mm-hmm. And it gets pretty sad. It gets pretty sad to me? Uh-huh. So this one, it's about Luna Vachon, who was a, a woman's wrestler and, like, valet in WWF, who was, like, a little bit before my time. Like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't ever remember actually, like, watching her. Like, I only know of, like, hearing about her as, like... An yeah, old timey. Yeah, like now Sasha Banks like talks about her and in, in like fucking biographies and like documentaries and shit. Uh huh. But she like seems pretty fucking cool. She seems cool, and then her house burned down. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what the song is about. And like, mm-hmm. so the song is about like her house fire that happened like a, a year before she died in like two thousand nine. And the thing that fucking sucks about it is that like all of her memorabilia and shit was in there. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you build this career on like your on like you build this image for yourself and you have all of these like memories of it afterwards and then a house fire happens and you fucking lose like and that's it 
like everything, everything is gone. Yeah. And like the ni- the nice part of that story is that like there was an outpouring of support from fans who also had Luna merchandise and who like mm-hmm. sent her a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, it's still it's still like because she was like a very like outlandish like she invented the undercut, and like <laughs> yeah. she was like she was she was like the original like big air quotes like crazy girl wrestler you know she was just like very intense and like yelly and screamy in an era where there was like just like miss elizabeth and stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. so she like she had she was like one of the early adopters of like hey what if women had characters too that'd be pretty good yeah uh there's a little it's a a really like simple little fill i think it's on the bass in this song it's like yeah that's like really good i like to hear i do like it so and yeah it's about i think it's like in between the verses you know keep your chin up even though like the like wrestling is fleeting and like you're Mm -hmm. you're only going to be in front of those crowds for like a little bit of your life and the rest of it is kind of sad it's good it's good and also it's bad to think about to me it's very sad yeah uh next we have unmasked exclamation point Uh uh-huh so what do we got here um, so it's kind of a, a sort of, uh, lucha de apuesta situation, if you oh, will. mask versus mask match, as, yes. as we say in, in, in the English. Yes. As I mm. learned from Duolingo, lucha libre means free fight. And, it does. Uh, <laughs> it does. And, uh, mm. you don't want to lose your mask. It's not something you want to do, because that's kind of your whole, like, career, and nobody's going to buy, you know, your, um, your... Your mask anymore. Your mask anymore if you don't have you. Yeah, if you don't have one. Ex- unless you're fucking uh, uh, La Sombra. Yeah. And, and then you're just a fucking sexy guy underneath your mask and right. it's good. Or yeah. if you're Alberto Del Rio and you decide, what if I just sign up for wrestling shows and then don't go to them? It's perfect. It'll work every time. Yeah. God, I fucking hate Alberto Del Rio. I hate it, Alberto Del Rio. He fucking sucks so bad. He's not good. And he's terrible as a human. Yeah, he's a bad person. I liked him at first when he first showed up and, like, he would wink at people before pushing Rey Mysterio off the top rope 20 feet to the ground. I like uh-huh. that. But then the rest of him is bad, and I like Andrade Cien Almas, Almas La Sombra much better. Much better. Los, as he says. Yeah. Uh, tranquilo. Uh, tranquilo. <laughs> and this is kind of this is kind of another, if you think about it, Joseph and Caesar song, if you think about it. Okay. Because it's, it's about, like, intimacy. It's about, like, the, like... Just after midnight, when it feels like it's yeah. getting late, I will reveal you. Uh-huh. So it's like it's like the intimacy between wrestlers, because like you're working together in a match, like, and there's a crowd of thousands, but it's really only about us. And, and it's the not real, like the real guy like, under the mask. It's not the same guy as Werewolf Gimmick, because that guy was going to be like, I'm going to fucking rip off your mask and eat it. But yeah, this is, this is like I will reveal you, and it's like hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you will. You will. And I like that you do it. I like I like that you do it, and also it's me, Joseph Joestar. Yeah, and then later, it, when you're alone in a mirror late at night, I will reveal you. So maybe like I'm helping you to see like your true self, you know, the one that you don't show anybody else. And it's like yeah. a it's like Damn. a it's like Bruce Springsteen and Terry, you know. My gears are turning, thinking about it. Yeah, what if a song had multiple meanings? I mean, it would be people should try, probably try to like do that i think it'd be pretty i'm so bored in my english class when i i say oh, god i wish there was things with subtext i'm so tired of text but <laughs> I've, I've had enough of this yeah uh i get it so, caliban's ugly i just so segue here not subtext just text 
the Ballad of Bull Ramos. Drive a great big truck! <laughs> when I'm old, when I'm old! That's literally my favorite song on the album. I love it so much. It's just, it's so good! I just love that it starts with when you sit in your truck. Like... <laughs> Sit in my big, big truck when I'm old, when I'm old. Yeah. It's just, it's good. Yeah, that song is all text. It Un- is. Unmasked is all subtext, and it's all like, wow, what if wrestling was actually kind of like an intimate thing between people? And this one is like, what if you were a big wrestler from the South who had a big truck? Uh, who has a big truck and then fucking lost his kidneys and went blind and then died. But he liked it. it. He liked it. It was good. It this was song's good nice. This song's nice. What, Unmasked? Yeah. Yeah, I because like it's it. like yeah, like he had a big truck and a bullwhip, and then he died. But he's like, this is this is fine. Yeah, it's pretty much the guess I'll die now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Luna is kind of like the the bad end. It's kind of like the set the the sadder one. But this like, mm-hmm. first of all, holy fuck, I love the music in Ballad of Bull Ramos. <laughs> it's just like the, it's it's, it's like brown out, down out. I just fucking love that the whole time. Uh, and then it. yeah, it's it's another song where it's like kind of John Darnio reading the Wikipedia page and just being like, okay, so he had a truck, he had some old friends that he worked in the wreck yard with, and then he had a bullwhip and he's never going to die. Mm-hmm. And then the next died. verse is like, <laughs> anyway, and then, then he, he steps on a piece of broken glass and he fucking dies. Yeah, but but he was surrounded by friends. Yeah, so. I do like, and again, this is talking about how like like Bull Ramos was like never a very popular wrestler like anywhere out of like the places that he fought around Mm -hmm. like like you never fucking like bull ramos will probably never be in the wwe hall of fame Mm -hmm. but like even though president dangerous donald trump is in it Mm -hmm. but then like it talks about how like he goes to the doctor and like as he's like being put under the wrestler the doctor's like hey i recognize you you're that old wrestler with the bullwhip and it's just, just, yeah, there's like that fucking triumphant, like, yes, sir, that's me, I'm him. It's so fucking good. Because it's, it's like, it's just like, yeah, I was that person, and like, I'm a part of your memory, and I'll never, I'll never die, because the people who saw me remember me. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. It's it's there's a really like, nice song. there's this, like, in Mountain Goats fandom, there's this, like, what's your favorite, yeah, in a Mountain Goats song? Because, uh-huh. um, it's, it's not, no other band has ever said yeah in a song. Mm hmm. It's just, um, it's just John Darnielle and Nelly. Yeah. But that's fucking Nelly, right? I think, I think. Is it Usher? You're uh, you're thinking of Usher. Fuck. Usher, baby. Fuck. So, um, this, my favorite one. Take, take, take that and rewind it back. I'll edit that out so you can (laughs) say. Yeah. Um, anyways, my favorite yeah is technically, it's not a yeah, but it's yes sir, that's me, I'm him. I fucking love it. Okay. And then it's like, yeah, never die, and, like, I'm surrounded by friends because wrestlers all die by the time they're 35, but they're all in heaven together, just like in the Great Days intro, and it's very good. It's good, and you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's it for this one. Now yeah. we head into the final track, Hair Match. Ooh. Which is, uh, oofa, doofa. Hey, this is, so, even though I this is one of my favorite albums, I really mm. usually only listen to the bops, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll dive in, I'll listen to Chavo, and I'll listen to Choked Out, Foreign Object, Werewolf Gimmick, Bull Ramos, and then I'll, you know, I'll head out. See, when I, like, uh, this is what I thought the Mountain Goats were all the time. You thought it was all hair match. I thought it was all hair match. You thought it was all fucking Sufjan, basically. Yeah. Okay. Sufjan and that one song about when the wolf comes home. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what I thought it all was. Yeah, and the wolf bane blooms, and it blooms, and it blooms. Uh Uh-huh. 
this song fucking rules, dude. It's it's good though. <laughs> it's a good song. It's really sad and good. Uh-huh. Because it really it captures like the fucking that moment when you're a little kid watching a wrestling show and the good guy fucks up and you have to watch him get punished. Mm-hmm. And so it's a hair match. It's the same thing as like a the mask versus ma- mask that we said before. But the guy who just gets his hair shaved off and yeah. it's supposed to be like humiliating. Yeah, and like of and like the the common wisdom with that is that like. The bad guy pretty much always loses the hair match because then it's like, ha fuck you, the good guy won, and now you look like shit for six months. Mm. Like, that's the, usually the bit. But in this one, the good guy loses. Yeah, and it's like, and because no one, no one anticipates the sunset flip, the fun flippy mm. pin move that I like mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's so like slow and mournful to the point where like, I kind of overlooked this back in the day because it was just kind of like, oh, it's another slow song. And like, I was mm. just like waiting for the next lyric, but it's so fucking just like, fuck like this is ne- this is now like fate and i have to watch like my favorite wrestler get owned and there's nothing i can fucking do some people leave before it's over but most of them stay some hide behind yeah. their program some turn away yeah and they just like they got a cheap electric electric razor from the fucking thrifty down the street yeah and it's so and then that's that's the fucking part where like one of the lyrics that fucking like stabs me in a shower room in puerto rico every time i hear mm-hmm. it where it's like talking about like the buzzing razor held aloft and just about to strike, and then it says, "I loved you before I ever even knew what love was like." <clears throat> and like to me, to me, that's like little John Darnielle, like yeah. about like like my first love was like this hero that I looked up mm-hmm. to when like my life was kind of shitty at the time, but like I could look up to this hero mm-hmm. who's now getting owned and humiliated in front of everybody. Uh, as we mentioned before, fan favorite Minoru Suzuki. He re- pretty not recently but i think it was at wrestle kingdom or maybe a little before he lost a hair match and the, the other most guy... merciful loss of a hair match ever yeah because the other guy went and got the razor and then minoru suzuki was just like fuck you and took the razor and got his hair off himself. <laughs> <laughs> and all he had was like a little mohawk anyway so it was barely yeah, minoru suzuki is like if you if you took the just fuck my hair my shit up my guy, shit up Mm. And, like, you also just, like, let Minoru Suzuki help while you were getting that haircut. Yeah. It's just, like, he, he like, wrote his name on the top of it, and, like, it looks like... It looks like... His head look, looked like when, you, when you're when you a little kid and nobody tells you how to mow the lawn, so you just kind of, like, zigzag and crisscross everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going in a straight line. <laughs> he likes it. He likes it. He looks great. Anyways, the song makes me cry, and I love it so much. And that it's good. That's and then the it's, last... like... Cause, and then at the end, it's like, you know, people, people hide behind the programs, it's bad to see. And then, like, out in the parking lot, you look up at all the stars and you look like, you're like Homer Simpson in that episode mm-hmm. where, like, he meets his mom and, like, he looks mm-hmm. up at the stars. And then the fucking, like, the pan flute at the very end from yeah. the first song comes in. It's good. So it's like, and it, that's, that. and it's like cyclical, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it all starts over because we're going on to the next town now. I'm just gonna go wrestle somewhere else. Y'all mind yeah. if I just, like, go to the next town? It's great. It's so fucking good. And this, this like, reminded me that, like, oh, with my favorite albums, I also do like them as a complete package. Like, they Mm -hmm. do tell, like, a cohesive story, like, in order. I like it. That's Beat the Champ. Fuck. It's good. It's a good album. It's a good album. Uh, Thank you for the recommend to me. No problem. I like it. Thank you for the listen. How, How should I listen to The Mountain Goats next? 
Um, I, I, I forgot to fucking mention it to you, but like, did you ever seek out some, the song that came out like two weeks ago, Song for Sasha Banks? I saw it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Um, it's, I consider it part of the Beat the Champ universe, cause he was, he was supposed okay. to write it during the time that like, that this oh, album beat the came champ out. And just didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's a song about now famous women's wrestler Sasha Banks and about how like, how she grew up being a wrestling fan and now she is in it and is good and sometimes it's it's like hard to stay at the top and it can still beat you down but it's good and it's good to me i'll listen i'll listen to it after this um i will uh, say that like we're gonna talk about the mountain goats again <laughs> okay uh, yeah okay i'll just wait till then uh, but like the i will like tell you like the three albums that like in in a vacuum i would consider like bringing up next Mm-hmm. would be The Sunset Tree, which is, like, probably one of his most well-known and well-loved ones. Mm-hmm. And that's, that that one's, like, pro- p- potentially the most explicit in terms of, like, childhood, like, like trauma shit. Uh-huh. Like, but there's all, it's also, like, good mm-hmm. to listen to. Um, Tallahassee is good because I live in Florida, and mm-hmm. um, it's, it's good to me, and it's got a lot of bops and guys in skeleton costumes. But the Happy first- we'd been it. Happy Weed Minute. My the first album that I actually listened to from this this band was um, All Hail West Texas, mm-hmm. which is like one of their. Is that the one with the best ever death metal? Yeah. Band? Okay. Yeah, that was the first Mountain Goat song that I ever heard. So if that sounds Hell good Satan. to you, then like that might be something worth looking into. Okay, well, but they I have a, they have a million albums. So yeah, I'll, I'll find, I guarantee I'll find my you, way. like they they have an album about fucking JoJo at this point. Oh, cool. It's called Yadi Yadi Boys. Yeah, it's called Goths, and they just put it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, let's first. So, we this is when we pick a Patreon this week. Yes, but first, uh, let's see what we're gonna add to Slap City. Mm-hmm. Slap City, uh, Slap City. I think I think I went first last week, so you go first this week. Okay. So uh, I decided since um, I, I love to ha- I love to listen to a goat. Uh, I wanted to pick a song that was a Mountain Goat song that isn't from an album that I expect to ever talk about. Mm-hmm. So from their newest album, Goths, it's kind of like, you know, Beat the Champ is about wrestling and wrestling culture, and you'd like it if you were a wrestling fan. Goths is, like, about goth culture, and it's like, hey, if you had a goth phase, then, like, you might like this. this. For you. And I huh. didn't, so most of the album doesn't really connect with me. But uh-huh. the first song, called Rain in Soho, is mm-hmm. such a fucking bop. <laughs> It's just got, like, this fucking pounding bass the entire time, and it's just John Darnielle, like, quoting the Bible and this chorus of men being like, oh, oh, no, no, no. It's fucking good. Mm. And um, so that's my pick is Rain and Soho. It's good. Okay. I'll put that on there. So I am st- – so I would – my thing is when it's a week you pick an album, I would come up with some really, like, super reach that related to it somehow. Okay. So on this album – there's the song, uh, stab, what is it? Stab to death outside San Juan. Yes. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh huh. So I was like, I think I'll pick a Puerto Rican artist. So you, Hamilton soundtrack. Not Hamilton soundtrack, uh, but it is as much like Hamilton is, it's real rap. It's real hip hop. Oh, in the Heights. 
in Heights, and it is by a uh, famous, <laughs> rest in peace, Puerto Rican rapper, uh, Big Pun. Okay. Featuring Joe, still not a player. Okay. Can I tell you I've never fucking heard of either of those people? You have you must have heard this song before. I've heard of he, wait, is this he's is not this, a, is he's this not a player, Joe? but he, he this is not Fat Joe, this is Big Pun. But didn't you Fat say Joe, there was also a Joe who was involved? There is this song is featuring Joe that it is not Fat Joe. Okay, Fat featuring Joe Samoa Joe. It's featuring a man just named Joe, and he doesn't want to be a player anymore. He's not okay. a player, he just crushes a lot. Okay. I'm not a player. <laughs> I just crush a lot. I just crush a lot. Brooks has never heard Big Pun still not a player. Now I'm no? looking at the lyrics and it looks like he says fuck. So that's the thing. This song, that's the like uncensored version, which fucking doesn't exist anywhere on Spotify. <laughs> it's only the censored, the radio version. Which One is thing you gotta know about Big Pun, by far, he's the best at all sex positions. He, he, you couldn't measure his dick with six rulers, he says. In that That's song. true. Uh, so the censored version is, his I'm not a player. dick pl- is six feet long? I mean, that's what he says on, Kim's here, by the he way. He has severe back pain. Six feet? That's his brag and rap. So the censored version is, I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. Right. Which, uh. He loves orange I ge- crush. I guess he meant as, like, he gets a lot of crushes on women. Oh, but, yeah. But as a child, I thought he meant he crushes people because of his large stature. As right. Well, if you have a six-foot dick... Exactly. Imagine how big your body is. Yeah. So that's my uh, Slap City pick. I love uh, it. So, hey, we're going We're going to do our first Patreon pick right here. Okay. So if, and remember, if you're $5 and up, you can send this in. Send an email to funpointcast at gmail.com with the subject Funpoint Album Submission. Yeah. And, and we should, it doesn't matter... We should... We mm. should say, we're going to have a hell of a backlog. Yeah, so, so it, it might be a minute. It might be a minute before we get to yours, but we will get to we all will. of them. Uh, it doesn't matter when you send it in, because I'm going to assign them all randomly. Mm-hmm. So sorry if, like, someone who sent theirs in three months ago hasn't gotten it yet, but someone who sent in theirs a week ago got it. But Sometimes it's I mean, like that. It'd be like that sometimes. And it's ra- we're going to randomly pick it, and our very first one is from Enemy of the Show and Targaryen loyalist okay. Patrick, who suggested that we listen to a two-third... Two, oh, so should I do the um the gimmick, or should I just the say... The thing is, I already follow Patrick, and I know who it is. Oh, it's Selena Gomez. Yeah, it's Selena Gomez. <laughs> hey, Kim, we're going to listen to Selena Gomez on the next fun point. No big deal. Are you a fan? Do you know her songs? I don't know. Like, name a song. I don't... I can't. How about so how about be... how about na 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 na? You ready? Come and get Wait, it. When is the na 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 na. Next week. Yeah, we we haven't. We're, it's not going to be. But we're about to talk about that. Well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks did. for thanks for spoiling. Our, well, no, you didn't spoil it because you gave the bad news first, so now it's easier for us. Yeah. So thank you for taking the hit. We should let Kim say all the bad sweaty. pod news. What? It's hot. It's. I know it's very hot in here. That's we need to wrap this up. Okay, wrap it on okay. up, boys. So next week, Patrick... No, not next week, but the next episode of Fun Point, yes. we are listening to Selena Gomez's 2013 album, Stars Dance. 
It's, uh, he said, they say, uh, it's an album that I genuinely love and have listened to an untold number of times in the last few years. It's the exact kind of electropop that I really like. Hope you guys either like or have a fun episode of not liking it. Okay. So. There's, there's, so I, I will say that, and this, this is true for all episodes, despite, um, the sort of egregiously bad Targaryen loyalist takes that uh, I often read mm-hmm. and see. Mm-hmm. I am going to enter this with an open mind and try to like it. Me too. I don't. I, I'm not coming on here to be like your shit sucks. Yeah, I'm not. There, butt. there are like, enough podcasts where it's like, and you know, yeah, you can save your derision for when I make you listen to Family Force Five. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're as mentioned a minute ago. There will not be a new fun point next weekend. Because we'll be in Philadelphia. We will be sort of, if you think about it, beginning the dance, though. We will be beginning the dance because Brooks is coming to my house before P got meet up. He'll mm-hmm. be here a day. So maybe keep your eye on a, on the feed for a, another podcast that we do, which we haven't done in a while. Yeah. Maybe we can update that and see if we can get something in there. Yeah. Something something for the the uh, the meetup listen, listeners to have on their trips in. Yeah, so that, or maybe when they're there, and we can all just kind of sit around and listen to the funny things we say and, like, we clap at it. We can just play it. it live, and then we'll all clap. Yeah. I I was thinking, like, well, I do want to record something live with Brooks, but I don't know how long it'll take with editing and everything, and then the funny joke about me editing things. Yeah. And also, you're just going to be there right next to me, so it'll be very easy. Yeah, we'll never talk over each other when we're in person. Exactly, it's fine. So, we will see you, we'll talk about that Selena Gomez album in two weeks. So that episode will come out if you're listening to this in real in real current time. July no August twelfth is going to be that episode. Mm-hmm. So no fun point next week, but check your PGAP feeds before the weekend. I do. I did just check our inbox before we go. Oh yeah, we have messages. I forgot. Yeah, we should probably get to that. Uh, if you you can send us an ask on our Tumblr funpointcast at. Or email funpointcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do, for, from last week, uh, friends of the show Ape of Naples did ask, please talk about the clear sexual tension between Bruce and Clarence Clemens on the album art. Yeah. I think we covered a little bit of that. No, yeah. It's, it, again, that is not subtext. It's text. And then we did, they did kiss in real life. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Sorry, sorry to breeze through these, but it's extremely very hot in my room. Yeah. I'm sweating. Uh, Postdo asked, hey, it's Faye from the PGOT Discord, even though I disappeared for months. I don't really have a question so much as the demand that you discuss my brilliant assertion that Animal Mask is the perfect song for Joseph Joestar and Caesar Zeppelin. It's an important assertion, and I'm so happy that you made it. Uh, I mean, hey, you got your wish. Yeah. We're, we're really ahead of the curve on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tumblr user Bialy Stock and Bloom asked, which and New Japan for Wrestling member is most deserving of a Mountain Goat song? See, I saw this beforehand, and I was going to bring up Midlife Crisis Okada, but we've already sort of covered that one. So what are you sort of thinking? Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, the Toe Man. The Toe Man. He's just a... He's like five feet tall, and he looks like a toe, and he just fucking is dumb as hell. Yeah. And he never gives up, and he never dies. He's the Bull Ramos of New Japan, I think. Uh, Friend, air quotes of the show, Positive Stress (laughs) asked... Hey guys, I just want to state for the record that I immediately called Beat the Champ as Brooks' first album the second this podcast was announced. I'm predictable. (laughs) Anyway, my question. When we're at PGOT Meetup, what kind of foreign object will you each be jamming into each other's eyes? I'm gonna, um... Like the, uh... 
what was it that the very not racist Mr. Fuji would do? Like the dust? Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to do that. Pocket sand? I'm going poc- to do pocket sand, but it's going to be uh, sour sketty dust. I was going to personally <laughs> jab you in the mouth with the sour sketty. Hey, so we can work together. Yeah, Chill sour sketty, sour sketty, <laughs> sour sketty. Yeah, yeah. Get one sour sketty and we're both, uh, both set. Yeah. Uh, um... This one was probably sent in by my dad or something, but it's from Anonymous. <laughs> and it says, what? It says, I love you, son. I love your it's, great it, podcast. Unfortunately, it doesn't say, I'm so proud of you, son. You are great and wonderful, and I love you. It Papa's says, in the pool. S- it says, if you swear, speaking of, if you swam right after you ate, would you have, how you say, beat the cramp? I think so. Thank yeah. You, thank you to Eddie's dad. Um... Hey, coming in right under the yeah. Cut. Last question. Did you check this one out this already? This is kind huh? of the reason I wanted to talk about questions. Uh, Tumblr user Cosmimer asked, Is this an appropriate time to call out Brooks's thesis for pretending to be about the nature of kayfabe when it was actually about how great Daniel Bryan is? I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. I did fool everybody, including my committee, by making them think it was about kayfabe when it was actually just talking about how Daniel Bryan made me cry at WrestleMania. Yeah. But also, Subtext. it's I, I I cite some performance theory and also name drop Eddie in it. So like, it's I'm fine. in it. I'm in it as a, a quoted tweeter. Yeah, and then yeah, and in the, the part, same article and, as like Derrida or something. Yeah, and it's in the same the part that is no longer relevant because it's about how he retired. Don't. Well, hey, at least now you can use that paper again and be like kayfabe revisited. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like oh, kayfabe of- too. <laughs> yeah. So that's this week's episode. Thanks for yeah. listening. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. This is all about Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, give me some reggae. Until then, uh, give me some... Uh, never Wolf die. Ba- Wolfbane Bloom. Never die, never die. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>